Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to listen to another amazing episode. Truly appreciate you and your support to this podcast. But hey, check me out on ParadeDeck.com. That's ParadeDeck.com. The link is in this episode. It's also on the, on the homepage on my YouTube channel. It's pretty cool. I mean, one click gets you all access to all of my social media platforms. You can also follow me, put your email address in there. And if I go live or do any events, um, you will get notified. Pretty cool. So again, ParadeDeck.com. Check me out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and I got a special guest today. He was my company first sergeant right before I retired. If you watch some of the, the first YouTube videos, <laughs> that's the first sergeant that was coming in my office trying to motivate me. Hey, some work. He's the one who came over my house on a Sunday and said, you know what, Sergeant Major, you just give me some food, right? Let me show you how to create a YouTube channel. We even named the YouTube channel Five Foot Three Assassin, and we uh, we it it, it came back saying y'all can't do that. And first Sergeant looked at me and said, Sergeant Major, you can't name it that, so you you need to pick another name. First Sergeant Michael Landry, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. Thank you. No, man. What else I didn't say, ladies and gentlemen, is he is the founder and CEO of One Life Clothing. Some other, he's got some other initiatives. And I've been wet. I'm, I'm a number one fan for his cologne. He developed it. He created it. And I've been buying it for over two years. It's called Success. It smells wonderful. And, um, I, you know, you got to see in the background some of his his uh, creativity. Mike. First Sergeant of the Marines, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do this. Can you, can you tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mike Landry, coming from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, been in the Marine Corps for, for a little over 20 years right now. Um, but we're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. Why everybody is here? Why are you really here? Yeah, let's get, let's get right into it. It's on mm-hmm. our Talk podcast. You know, people look at you. Right. Even when I was a sergeant major, I looked at you, you know, you're about six, what, six, ten, six, eleven. Not just regular six foot. <laughs> you know, but but you just lean and mean, in shape, motivated, positive, very, very innovative. You would never think that he is he's been going blind for years. So let's jump into it. Tell us, tell us about how you can. I mean, I don't even know how, how what's the percentage of your vision is today. Um, it's crazy that you ask about what it is today. Um, I don't even know. So what I can say is I'm regressing. So right now, just to to start at the beginning. Yeah. 2016, um, actually it was 2015, 2015, I I ended up start going blind. Um, when I say start going blind, I mean, I went from 2020 vision, never wearing glasses to every three months I needed a new pair of glasses. Then it got down to every month. It came to the point where I needed glasses. The prescription could not be filled fast enough. Um, my prescription was changing faster than they can create the actual lenses. Wow. So 2016, well, actually November of 2015, I got the paperwork from the, the hospital said I was completely legally blind, legally blind 2015, November. I still worked. Um, all the way until March of 2016. By 2016, I was completely blind. 
when I say completely blind, I couldn't see anything. Um, so it's funny how you say, I used to see you, but when I first arrived at Wounded Warrior, I didn't see anybody. Wow. All I seen was light. Um, a lot of times people think that because you're blind, you only see darkness, which is incorrect. Blind people see light. That's the reason why we wear shades. Um, light hurts. That's how we can also determine where we're at in the room, how we're walking around, how you're moving, because shadows appear from, from bright lights. Wow. You can see a shadow. I never knew that. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's 2016, I get to Wounded Warrior. Um, my mindset is, is pure depression. Um, without going into it, I made a promise to my mom when I was a recruit. Uh, my mom died when I was in boot camp, so I was a recruit. Um, the promise I made to her, because in boot camp, the only thing you know is a sergeant major. That's the highest rank. I promised my mom as a recruit at her funeral, standing in front of her casket, that I was going to be a sergeant major. The moment I went blind, I was instantly depressed, not because I was blind, yeah. but because I felt as if I couldn't fulfill the promise that I made. As a horrible kid, just, just bad. What every parent did not want, that was me. Right. Um, but that promise I made was bigger than everything else that I had because that was the only thing I've ever promised my mom. So I had to, I had to do that promise. Going blind, I couldn't do it. Most people gave up on me. I even gave up on myself. Yeah. Pure depression. I was going through it. Um, when I arrived at Balboa, um, I didn't stay inside of my room. But everywhere I walked around to, I was just angry. It was just pure anger. Um, I hated everybody. I hated everything. Because I felt like a failure. And the only thing I've ever promised my mom was I was going to be a sergeant major. So I'm a gunnery sergeant at the time. And I'm not going to be able to fulfill this promise. I sat in my room at Balboa Hospital one day. Um, and I was, I was about to kill myself. Yeah. It got to the point where I was, I was literally about to kill myself. Wow. Um, I had all the pills. And I was just going to take them. Um, what stopped me, which started my first business, was my brother. He called to complain because he wasn't having, his, his music career wasn't going how he wanted it. it and was, so, so, so you had, he had no idea that you had thought through suicide. And, nope. and, and I hadn't spoken to him in about nine months. Isn't that something? Nine months, didn't speak to him. Um, while I was living in the hospital, because I lived there, I didn't have any, like no friends came by, no family members called. Um, I was even going through a divorce. Man. It, was, it was bad. Um, I had nothing to live for. I felt as if uh, it was just, it was horrible. And this is the crazy part. This is the, this is the moment I decided I was going to commit to suicide. I was going to McDonald's. Um, I refused to use a cane or wear the sunglasses um, because I didn't want the crutch. I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. Um, so I'm going to McDonald's and I was always motivated. I'm always motivated. I always want to help people. I always want to be there for people um, because I know what it feels like to have no one there for you. So I always wanted to be there for people. I'm walking to McDonald's and a colonel, lieutenant colonel, an officer walks past and I didn't salute him. And that's his sergeant major 
chewed me out. Whoever he chewed me out. And one of the comments he made was, what is wrong with you? Are you blind? Oh, my goodness. I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah, you 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 responded in an accurate way. And actually, I am. Yeah, he didn't take that too kindly. He thought I was joking. He thought it was a game. Um, he just kept going. After he got done, turned around, found my way back to the room. And that was the moment. That was the deciding factor right there. And as I'm looking at them, not really looking, but as I know these things are, I'm grabbing them. My brother calls, answer the phone. I instantly start my life in the entertainment music group because my brother needed me. This is the first time somebody, I felt as if I was needed. So as a big brother, I needed to help my little brother. That's what stopped me from actually committing suicide. Yeah, so needed me. So so here you are, you know, you you know, your your mom passed away when you, you know, pretty much, you know, when you, you were 18 and 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 earning the title United States Marine. You have the, you know, you make this promise, spiritual promise, right, to your mom that, hey, you know what, I'm gonna be the best son that you have ever seen on this earth. You, every life is great, and then 2015-ish, right? 2015, 2016, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you lose your eyesight, and 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 now you you you're at the point of I have nothing else to live for, and brother calls out of nowhere to complain. Nowhere to. Complain. I, I even told him, I said, "Hey, man, you know you saved my life," and. He doesn't understand or he doesn't grasp what I really mean when I say that, even though I've explained it to him a few times, he still just doesn't. He, he, I guess he think I was joking, but I wasn't joking. I was about to end it right there um, because I felt as if one, I had let my mom down and two, um, the one thing I was actually good at, I could no longer do, which was being a Marine. Yeah. Um, so those things weighed upon me and it the sergeant major was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, when he did what he did, he said what he said, um, and I failed to salute. That that did something to me internally, and I just there was that moment I knew I just had nothing else here. You know what? First saw now knowledge. It makes sense why you treated me the way you treated me. <laughs> 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 the only good back I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never, I would have never ever known. And so so now you 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 make this choice, you make this change, right? Something happened, your brother calls. And now you 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 got this entrepreneur spirit. Um you started the music industry. Talk, talk to me about how did you how did you think through all that depression? And this in the suicide, you know, ideation and attempt, if you will, through through your thought process. Now you now you start to move in a different direction. Talk to me about that. Yeah, the the uh, you know it's crazy because because I knew nothing about music. Uh, I would have never guessed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at the time I, I knew nothing about music. That's why I love so, unarmed talk because you it, it's so authentic and and you learn something. Knew about people, people you've been close. Like I've been close. That's why it's unarmored. <laughs> yeah. And, so, so I, I knew nothing about music. Um, and right around, uh, you know, after that phone call, you know, my, my mindset changed because I felt needed. And 
um, things started to look up. My doctor uh, gave me these things called hyperlens contacts. And for the first time, I was able to see again. I sat in that doctor's chair. Well, I sat in the ophthalmologist's chair. And I cried. They said, hey, go outside. Tell me if you can, what all you can see. And it had been about a year, uh, about a year since I had ever seen. So I had these hyperlens contacts. And as soon as she popped them in, I was able to see my doctor. I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. I walk outside the hospital. I'm on the second floor. I look down. And, I mean, I can see from miles. Vision was, it was, it was something I, had, I just hadn't seen. I didn't think I'd ever be back at that point. Um, I look outside. And the first thing I look at is the grass from the second floor. I look down. And I can see the blades of grass. As the wind is blowing, I can see the grass moving. Wow. Never felt that the whatever the, the happiness feeling. I had yeah. never felt that ever ever before. Then I went back inside and they took them out and I was depressed again. So, <laughs> so <laughs> they was they wasn't fitting for me. You, you know, and I'm just saying you have me captivated. <laughs> you know, and, and, and just listening to you is it's making me, you know, tomorrow. And ladies and gentlemen, by the way, we're, this is a late episode. We, we're actually recording this. It's uh, I think it's almost midnight here on the East Coast, and, and <laughs> but, but it's late. So the reason why I say that, some context here, because when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm listening to you is going to remind me of the little things that we so often over. I can only talk about me that I so often overlook. You know, here you are, motivated. Why you you can see you haven't seen in about a year. Yeah. Whole year hadn't been able to see. You got to go back in your in your barracks room and take them out. No, I, I had to go back into the chair. Oh, like straight, I was okay. on the second floor. They just put them in to, to hey, go outside and look. Walk outside. Oh, and walk. wow, yeah, mm -hmm. just give you a little taste to test them. Yeah, and then, and then the doctor was like, "Okay, we had to take them out." I was like, "Man, why? I can't just keep these." And uh, ultimately, they they had to um, fit them to my eyes. So once they, it, it took about another two weeks and I had, they, they were completely custom and fitted just for my eyes. At that moment, I was needed. A motivation level shot through the roof. Um, I'm walking around Balboa. I'm speaking, I'm speaking to everybody. I need everyone to understand. I can see, I see you. I'm calling out ranks. You know, it's, <laughs> we don't call out ranks anymore. I'm calling out ranks because I'm just so excited I can see. Uh, I want to teach classes. And um, then a position opened up on Pendleton. And I'm raising my hand. Put me in the game again, Coach. I'm back. I can see. Put me in the game. They put me in the game. Uh, Sergeant Major Simmons requested me to come from Balboa down to Pendleton to, to take over a position. Um, in, my, in my eyes, in, in my new eyes, I was like, I, I, I'm back. I get down to Pendleton. And Marines are, hey, gonna rock. And I'm, I, the motivation is just back. I'm super excited. Then they allow me to get an eye transplant. Now it's, I got a whole new eye and it's blue. So <laughs> I'm running around with a brown eye and a blue eye with 24 stitches in it. And all I can think about is I'm back in the game. I can fulfill this promise. All I want to do is help everybody. I want to help everybody. I want everyone to see that I can see what they're going through. I no longer just feel what you're going through. 
I can see what you're going through. And I need you to understand what it feels like to be at the bottom and no one see you. I want you to see that I see you. And I made it a purpose to be loud, to be, to smile, to laugh. I wanted everyone around that was going through the depression because I had been there and I was still struggling with it because ultimately I'm going to go blind again. The, the transplants that I received, yeah, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to fail. Um, which I think is, is, is kind of happening now. Yeah. Uh, not really sure. Um, but the vision is going in the opposite direction, but until it's gone, I want everyone to know that I see you and I'm going to give you everything I got inside of me. So you don't feel what I felt after that Sergeant Major to call me and I couldn't salute and the Sergeant Major was like, are you blind or what? You, so you know, this, this is probably one of the toughest episodes for me mostly because I, you know, because I'm learning so much about you and, um, and, it's, it, and, and it's just, it's just amazing how your choices and not, you, you know, you, you choosing to live your life regardless of your challenges and not emotionally responding anymore. It's just amazing. And, and all this time you were my company first sergeant. And I, I've always knew you had something special about you because it didn't matter what it was. I mean, the whole building could have blew up and you still smiling. And then, and then you joke at the humor too. I'd be like, well, first on, did you see the building blow up? And you'd be like, Sorry, major. <laughs> just the humor. But, um, but I just want to say you know, from the bottom of my heart, it's not the end of the, the interview, but I just have to say it, man, you, you just inspired the heck out of me. And and I really, really, truly appreciate you re removing your armor to share this with the world. Cause this is just, it's, I, I mean, amazing. Um, So there's other people that's going through something. Yeah. And, and you know, they, they have this perception that nobody sees them, you know, um, especially being over at Wounded Warrior, you know, it was, it was a lot of depression going on around there because, you know, people are feeling that they're at the end of the ropes. Right. If you see me, it is for five seconds, 10 seconds, however long I'm in your presence, I want you to understand that somebody cares and, and somebody loves you enough to give you everything they got. However long that is, I want you to, to feel and to have everything I got because I don't want anyone to feel what it's like to be completely alone in the dark. Well, you definitely did it for me. My YouTube channel has grown to about <laughs> <laughs> And I remember when you were so close to the screen <laughs> and you said, I could barely see so major, but we were going to make it happen. And now we're over 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. You know, reflecting back, First Sergeant, on you know from 2015 up until today reflecting back and you've given a lot of great advice but if you could pick one thing to leave the listeners and viewers what would it be give whatever you got to the people that's around you you have no idea what they're going through no one knows what you're going through um we always say hey treat people like you want to be treated but that's false. You know, no, no one genuinely treats someone like they want to be treated. Um, 
it's a kind of like a false narrative at times for that. So what I would say is you treat somebody better than how you want to be treated. You give them everything you got because you have no idea when they're going to, when they're going to expire their own clock. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys heard it from the founder and CEO of One Life, One Life Clothing, and first sergeant in the United States Marines over 20 years of, of serving, still on active duty. Still. Still on active duty. And you heard what he said. Th don't use the cliche, treat people how you want to be treated. Get rid of that, that belief. Develop a new belief and a new thought process. Treat people better than you would like to be treated. Mike, first sergeant of Marines, my friend, the one who allowed me to be where I'm at today in the digital space, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and thank you for, for, for blessing on Armor Talk podcast. Thanks for having me. No worries. Well, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you all. Till next time, see you later. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, what an amazing episode. And, uh, you know, the part where you talked about when the, the sergeant major, you know, asked him pretty much, was he blind? You know, I, I, I believe the sergeant major, of course, didn't realize he was blind. But it just highlights that you have to really be careful about the words that you uh, use. And we're not all perfect, right? But to gain a better understanding of, of the situation and think through um, when you're going to communicate to someone. Because you can make a difference in their life in a good way or a bad way. And uh, we heard what happened with first sergeant and the effects that encounter had on him but he he uh he's healing he's thriving and he's doing amazing things in the marine corps you guys take care